Over the course of your life, you will find that things are not always fair. You will find that things happen to you that you do not deserve and that are not always warranted. But you have to put your head down and fight, fight, fight. Never, ever, ever give up. Don't give in, don't back down, and never stop doing what you know is right. Nothing worth doing ever, ever, ever came easy. And the more right... Hey, what's going on, Drum? Hey, man, good. How you doing? I'm doing well. How have you been? Oh, man. Busy, but I'm good, man. Busy, you know, but uh, life feels good, man. Everything feels good. It's uh, been uh, a good day, actually, today. So. How, do you feel, how do you feel about Virginia right now? Well, I actually think I'm, I'm, I believe I'm the front runner, even though they say Jen may be because she uh, has been given more money from the establishment, you know, but, uh, <laughs> people, you know, talking to the people, being on the ground and, and knowing that uh, I'm the America first candidate and, um, you know, in the MAGA candidate, you know, I believe I, I'm, you know, being the way that the district has been redistricted, you know, yeah. I think I'm the front runner in that, you know. That's- I believe they know it too, but you know they're just trying to push the push the money thing right now. You know, uh, you know how yeah. that is. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's definitely. it's all it's it's always about the money. That's that's the part that just it it, it frustrates me. I mean, beyond yeah. words. Yeah, but you know, but these last few elections, man. If you look at these uh, uh, people that's won their primaries, uh, you know, the Senate and stuff like that, and everything, it's not about the money anymore. The people are starting to wake up. You yeah. know, and notice and notice that normally, if 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 the person has the most money, they're probably the worst candidate. Yep, that's right. That's exactly you know, right. And, and those are the ones that's bought and paid for already, and you know, and uh, and and that's basically what they did for Jen right now. You know, they rescued her. Yeah. You know, in December. You no, know, but it's all good though, man. You know, I'm I'm loving it, man. I'm loving well, it. Well, good. I, I I know that you're you're a fighter and, and you'll continue to do so. So that's yeah, that's good. Good to have because we need it. Um, yeah, I talked to Tim Anderson not too long ago, and and uh, before I was talking to to Tim, I had uh, uh, Chris Anders uh, came on with you know Virginia Constitutional Conservative, yeah, yeah. and and I was trying to you know trying to alleviate some of the stuff because you know Chris is pretty you know he hits hard i mean that's just the way chris does it he's he's very unfiltered and you know he uh he was not happy with what had happened with you know tim anderson and the and the the uh the red flag uh laws and and whatnot and um you know i tried to get the best information or the most information i could from both of them before you know i put either one on because i didn't i I just i'm so over the bad mouthing each other and you know it's just it's ridiculous you know we're if we're if we have a common cause, then then we all need to be on the same team. And if we're on the same team, then then you know, leaving negativity out of our mouths when it comes to you know our our colleagues and, and to be working with, it's just it's unnecessary. Um, it's unfortunate that that seems to be part of the way the game is played. Uh, but um, it, it's just I mean, it gets it gets old. Like, oh, I mean, you have to look at it like this though. If if, if you're in a campaign. Mm-hmm. Right, let's say, say like my campaign, right? Yep. If you're in a campaign and you're running against, running against a person, 
who's totally opposite of what you believe in your values, your cat, your uh, principles, and they are, and they have a voting record, then that voting record is who they stand for. I mean, it's who they are. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, so that's free game. That's that, that, that's totally free game because yeah. now I just put it like this. Um, and the reason it's free game is because the way that we get these these bad politicians in the office that don't represent us, they'll they'll run one way and then they'll go up and do another thing and they they cast all these votes like what the heck is that, you know? Yeah. And it is true. I mean, I mean it's 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 true and and the constituents need to be aware of that because you, you know, a lot of people don't read these bills. They think people are doing a great job for them when when in actuality they're not. They're selling us down the river. You know, I mean, and, and people people just need to know that. And I don't think it's bad policy. I don't think it's bad policy or anything like that when it's true. You know, when it's true, because every elected official they have to answer to their voting record. Yeah, that's just plain and simple. Yeah, I think you know, it's it's interesting. It's really interesting to see how it how everything plays out. Um, you know, long term with these people that, that actually get elected in. I'm just curious as to if we had a system of, you know, when we're at the poll and we're voting, instead of having a D or R beside our, our individual's names that we're voting for, if we just took that out, if that would make a big difference or not. Well, no, I don't think, it, I mean, it, 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 it wouldn't. I mean, because even if you're just running as a person, Right. And, you, right. And, and because the thing is what to, to get the voters to know who we are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Get the constituents to know who we are. Right. And if you're lying to the constituents, that they're going to believe who you are just by what you say. Right. And if your yeah. record isn't brought out. Then people are getting duped. People are not getting the right information now. And people get all of the information and then they make a decision that, that I mean, that's what this is about. It's about people making the best decision with the best information. Yeah. Yeah, I you agree. Know, if you do take the D and the R off, if you're an elected official, you still. Your constituents still have the right to question you on your record. If you're in a if you're in a race. Your record has the right to be questioned. You're an elected official. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I just, for me, it, it, I feel like it, if we didn't have it on there, it would make us a little bit more accountable as to who we're actually voting for to do more research. Because I feel like a lot of times, you know, yeah, you'll see yeah. you'll you'll see the flare and you'll see the bright light, and you know, of of whoever's up there, but but that doesn't necessarily speak for who they are, other than you know their voting record but most people and i don't want to generalize but but i'll just say many people they don't really look at the voting records a lot of times they just kind of are like oh yep i'm just going to go with you know what i've always gone with um and i feel like that lack of accountability it sometimes causes more problems uh long term and where you're coming from with that it made more people really look into who the people are yeah. you know if they didn't have a dr or whatever the case is yeah yeah, just yes. just for, you know, core value system. Like for me, it's always it's it's about policy, core value system, 
uh, and then, you know, endeavors as far as what's been accomplished or what has this person accomplished? What do they want to accomplish? Um, you know, things like that versus, you know, the bright lights, they fade eventually. And um, you, you got to look at it from a little bit deeper. And I feel like a lot of people just, you know, kind of go along the lines of, you know, I've always voted uh, D or R or whatever it may be. Um, and, and at that point, you know, there's a lack of accountability or loss of accountability there. Um, and I feel like that might help a little bit, but, but I don't know. I'm not a politician. <laughs> so, um, I'm not a politician either, man. I'm just somebody running for a position, yeah. you know, because I'm tired of politicians. That's why I'm running, you know, yeah. I'm, tired of politi- I'm tired of politicians telling me one thing and then you're going to do something else. I'm tired of that. The people are tired of that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's, it's, I think it's gotten to the point to where people are, are finally, more so aware than they were, you know, three, four years ago. And, and they're just at that point where they're, they're frustrated because, you know, their quality of living and their way of life has directly been impacted. And, um, you know, it, it's causing people to be like, okay, you know what? I was okay when I could sit in my, you know, in the comfort of my home and, and, you know, watch the news or whatever. And, and I didn't really have to deal with anything. But then I, f- I think once people sort of feeling that actual, you know, how, how, policies have directly impacted their lives they're just like okay it's time to to do something and you know we've had a, a lot of awakening um throughout our country but in virginia specifically i mean we you know obviously you know we went from a blue state for 10 years to to a red state um and that's kind of that's i feel like that set precedent for the for the rest of the country too to, to kind of see that yeah yeah if it's real yes you know if it's real and you know, and I, I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I have I have some reservations about what took place. Mm-hmm. You know, just with my reservations, what took place because, you know, I, I understand the money game. You know, yeah. And it, I saw I saw a lot of money. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw a lot of money out there, man, and. Jesus, I know. I mean, we, you know, when we were when I think the last time we talked, um, you know, before we I think at that point, I wasn't sure. I can't remember if we knew that we were going to have a, a, a convention or a primary um, at that time. I don't remember mm-hmm. the, the time frame, but but, uh, you know, some of the candidates that were running uh, at, at least the top running, you know, the top runners or the people that were on the forefront all had lots of money. I mean, that was just kind of how it was. And, and that was the thing that turned me off to it. I think the most too, was just because, you know, the, 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 th- the three primaries that people, you know, really talked about that had the money, what, you know, it was, it was Yunkin, Snyder and uh, Cox. Right. Um, right. You know, Amanda Chase was more so for the people, but she had a big pull from Southwest Virginia, but, uh, but she wasn't necessarily, you know, in the spotlight when it came to monetary, um, you know, backing. And, uh, and I think that, you know, there were some things where, you know, she didn't have a filter and, and, and I like that personally, but I think it, it turned a lot of the people specifically establishment people off. And, uh, unfortunately I think that hurt her a little bit too, but, you know, Youngkin so far, um, you know, I, I, I've only been really paying attention to the things that like actually are in effect as far as policy, you know, like the executive orders that he signed, 
the first day in office and then the, the law for, you know, uh, children being masked or optionally being masked. I think he just did another one, too. If I remember correctly, it had something to do with sexual education in schools. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm hoping it's my hopes that he stays true to to, you know, this path that he's kind of, you know, projected himself on. Um, I feel like he's got a, a pretty good example looking at Ron DeSantis in Florida. Uh, but, um, you just don't know, you know, and we only have, you know, he's only here for, for, for a term. So it's just like, you know, I, I, what do you think about that too, by the way, as far as, you know, having our, our, our gubernatorial election, you know, and, and having a governor in office for as short of amount of time that they're in office for, I mean, do you think that we should, that we should be a state that have, you know, has a governor for a longer term? Yeah, I would, I would say at least two terms. At least yeah. two terms, at a minimum. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's, you know, that it, to me, it's 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 like you're just starting over every single time. Right, right, right. It's like being, you know, a head football coach when you come into a team. It's a five year program. You know, you're not going to turn it around in two or three years because you have to bring in a freshman class, and by the time that freshman class is your senior class, you know, then you should be on the verge of you know, uh, breaking through or, or winning a championship or going to the playoffs or, you know, something like that. If, if it was a bad, bad team. And then your next, you know, four years, in, in somewhere in there, you should be competing for like a state championship or something you know, if you have, you know, yeah. a good program or whatever. But, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot to get done in four years, you know. So, so I think two terms. I think the governor should probably have two terms, like the president of the yeah. United States, two terms. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like that would be ideal as well. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I try to I try to maintain a, a, some level of optimism just because of the fact that, uh, you know, last year I was just I kind of got to that point where I was just like, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> I just yeah. I just was like so, so done. I mean, with, with, you know, when I resigned my position from the YRs and, and you know, I was just like uh, I was like, you know what, guys, I'm I'm just tired of of this this system of trying to appease a small demographic for a vote. And if I'm going to compromise my core values based on trying to get a vote, then I'm no longer in this. It's just, it's no longer part of me. It's, you know, I'm detached. And and that's what I felt like was, was going on in, in, in the young Republicans and uh, at least here in in Virginia. And um, you know, I, I, I just said it straight, exactly how I felt. I was just like, "Look, guys, I, was, I don't agree with what you're doing." And, and there's too, there's too much infighting. There's too, there, there are too many factions, um, and and I'm tired of of trying to appease demographics and, and compromising my core values for for votes. It's just, it's just not right. worth it. Um, Absolutely. I think, I think that's you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, uh, that go in, um, you know, they have great intentions, and then somewhere along the line those intentions fall short. And, and I feel like that's almost, you know, a given for, for almost anybody who goes in. Um, and, you know, again, I'm not a politician. I don't know the game uh, per se, as far as from an insider's perspective, but uh, it just seems like there are too many people that are willing to make compromises um, for, for short-term results. Mm-hmm. Right. So, have you, uh, have you had a chance to talk to Merle at all, Rutledge? Um, I've talked to him at my event. We chatted it up a little bit. I haven't talked to him um, probably a week or so, a couple of weeks, you know, okay. along the basis. But I know he's uh, 
running for that state Senate seat, um, Luis Lucas's seat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I talked to him, uh, last week and, uh, he's actually going to come on the, the, the podcast. Um, I think, I think next either next week or week after I was supposed to have Leon uh Leon Benjamin last week but he got caught up at the airport his apparently flights got switched around and and so he yeah. wasn't able to, to make it but uh but Merle seems to to really from what I've, I've gathered so far he's really gone above and beyond as far as you know his his just the way that he's he's committed now more so than when I first met him you know, two years ago, it seems like he's really put a lot into it and he's working really hard to, to get to, to where he is. And I think he's, he's doing really well. Um, so I'm excited to see what, what he does and it'll be good to, to talk to him as well. Have you, have you talked to, uh, to, uh, to Chuck at all recently? Yeah. 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 Me and Chuck check about once a week. Yeah. Okay. He's running for the Senate. Yeah. I mean, not state Senate, the Senate, uh, he's running for the Senate, um, yeah. of the United States. So, in 20, what is that, 23? I think yep. he had, we had 25, one of them. But yeah, I think he's 23, though. Yeah, he's running, and uh, so he's excited about that. And yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, we're going to be doing an event um, at, at the offices here in the next couple of weeks or so. We're going to do a wine and cheese event for my campaign. So Okay, cool. That's awesome. I, I'd, I'd like to, if you could, when you get a chance, maybe send me the information on that. I wouldn't mind, you know going to it yep. and catching up and whatnot so so let everybody know what what you know specifically what are your plans for you know for you as far as what what's going on right now with you and and, and you know where are you trying to to, to head and because you know, it's been a while since you've been on and and people within you know the virginia united group I, I know they haven't forgot about you because you're you're out there but just yeah. to refresh everyone's memory a little bit Look at where we are right now. You know, we just uh, officially got on the ballot. You know, we had to do the uh, signature thing, you know, and, you know, the petition thing. So that was a big, that, uh, you know, that was big. Um, because in the Virginia Beach area, it was, it was in 2020, you know, we had gun shows like every weekend, you know. And so th this year, we didn't have any gun shows until after the deadline of the petition. So we actually had to get out there and hustle. We had to the whole a lot of events so i was holding events on the eastern shore chesapeake you know suffolk all in the in the new district you know and hitting all of the unit meetings uh trying to hit all the unit meetings i still have to hit some i save some for closer to the uh election um well when the election starts when voting early voting starts which is may uh and, you know i held out on a couple um just because of location and things like that um and they've changed dates you know so so after now, now that that's done, you know, we had this, you know, we, got, we went on spring break and now we're coming up on Easter. So we're about to hit the streets now. Um, we're about to hit the pavement. We're about to, you know, go door knocking and, and meeting people and, and putting the ground game into effect, you know, all the way through, um, you know, even though early voting starts in May, of course, we'll be going past that. Uh, we've always um, already been doing our social media game, our digital uh, game and, and things like that. So. So right now, man, we're just excited to get out there and, and hopefully the weather will, will cooperate, you know, on the weekends and, and in the evenings so we can just go out and meet people. Yeah, that's good. I think, I think do, do you feel like the redistrict, the redistricting has been helpful? Yeah, I think it helps me, um, to be honest, uh, because my opponent, 
you know, my main opponent, you know, I know there's four of us, but who I feel my main opponent is, you know, she's running as a moderate. Um, she She's running, you know, Elaine Luria Light. You know, she's Luria Light, to be honest. Um, but, um, and I'm the MAGA candidate. Uh, I'm the America First candidate. You know, I'm the true conservative. You know, in every bad name that the uh, Democrats want to call me, you know, I'm the nationalist, I'm the populist, I'm the far-right extreme candidate. You know, I'm the Donald Trump candidate. You know, I've seen all of that in the Washington Post and Newsweek and, and, and all these different uh, leftist uh, publications. But um, and I think it favors me. I think the way that the district was redistricted, I think it favors an America first MAGA candidate. And, and, uh, and that's me. Yeah, that's good. Well, I, I mean, I think uh, I think it's pretty good that that it's obviously given you some sort of advantage to some extent and 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 it's given you a boost morally too um because it's always that it's always good to have like a a a morale boost especially when you're you're constantly going at it and and for people that don't understand i mean the work that you're putting in the time that you're putting in as far as the hours and and it's just it's a lot it's a lot to to really get a campaign going up and running first and foremost but then continuing um that's that's a lot and you know we I appreciate it because uh, I don't think I have the the gumption to do that, <laughs> to be honest. But um, you know, it, it, it's it's good to have somebody too that has a good base core value system as well, and um, and wants America first because I think I think people even even people that are leaning more towards you know maybe moderate to even left are, are at that point where they're like you know what uh, America's value system has toilet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, but I think though, um, if if you if you start going moderate to center to try to appease, that's when you're appeasing people. When you're trying to appease voters to you know and 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 and, and not be genuine about it, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, like we discussed a little earlier, when you're trying to please or, or appease a special demographic, that's point zero zero two percent of your district of the population over the 98 percent of the population then that's an issue yeah okay and, you know and i don't think the, that that a candidate should do that um now i do believe well i tell you this you say the uh the motivation factor here's here's what motivates me the most because i do um phone calls to donors every day and when i, I get a donor on the phone and they tell me you know, I'm glad you're running. And they I've literally had these calls from people that have donated some money. And they tell me that your black guys like you are the ones that's gonna save America because white guys like me are too afraid because we get canceled, we get ridiculed, and people want to attack us. Yeah, that's true. You know, I- I get that a lot. And and also I get, you know, I'm glad you're not, you know, a, a, a uh, rhino. You know, I'm glad you're grassroots. I'm glad you're for the people. And I'm glad and, I, and I'm glad that you're not on Win Red because if you were on Win Red, you wouldn't get any of our money. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, they've told me that and, and, and they appreciate that because you know what it is? People are pissed off and upset at politicians when they give them money. And they just go and 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 
and, and do not what they were elected. Yeah, they to flounder. Do. They flounder. That's what they do. They flounder it, and it's a waste. It's a total yeah. waste. Yeah, and this yeah. is what I get to, and and I and, and this is nearly almost hundred percent. You're the yeah. first. You're the that they tell me you're the first candidate that I've given money to that has ever called me. Yep. That I mean that's that's the sad truth of it too. I mean you know. We've got it in my district, uh, Tommy Norman, and and he he could give two cents about anybody. I mean, it, it's just it's sad to say, but it's true. And uh, you know, I've reached out to him multiple times, and and nothing. I mean, I I've, I've never had a response, and it's not even like he's a big player. <laughs> but you know, it's just that's just the way it is when you've been doing it for a long time, and a lot of these guys they just you know I shouldn't say men, that's just equality, men and women both, but you know, the, these, these individuals get in and, and they just, you know, they get caught up. And, and again, there's that spotlight and, you know, you want to be in the spotlight to some extent. I get it. But, you know, we're tired of Mitt Romney's. We're, we're, right. we're tired of that kind of stuff. We're tired of that mentality. Um, and, you know, that's where I think Chris, you know, Chris Anders and I, you know, one thing I really respect about Chris is that he just he's a cutthroat. I mean, there is no, you know, no no bars held there i mean that's just the way he is and um and i and i think more of us need to be like that because right. we're holding people accountable right you know and, and not to cut you up but i'm a lot like that i mean chris get along excellently you know i've, I've been endorsed by by uh, his group the conservative um constitutional conservatives and um of the virginia constitutional conservatives and but um you know, I, I I love Chris because, like I say, he he doesn't hold hold anything back. You know, and I think you know, I was on the John Frederick show this morning, right? And one of the yep. things I, I I said to John is this: I said people want truth in a candidate. People want an extreme guy because everybody can't be extreme. You know, they everybody might think what I'm, what I'm saying, but they're just scared. You know, and I love my country. And I know a lot of people love their country. Their country. That's why he, he says what's on his mind. You know, and we're losing this country. We're losing this country to be politically correct. We're losing this country to being, you know, moderate. You know, for conservatives, you know, and for supposed Republican conservatives, we're too busy, you know, trying to be moderate and and, and and placating to the left and to these other fringe fringe agenda groups, we lose focus on our principles and our values. Yeah. We can't do that as candidates. We can't do that when we're representing people and they expect us to represent their, their Christian, especially as Republicans, right? Our Christian principles and values. And when we're not respecting our Christian values, then there's a problem with that candidate. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, and I, I think that's, that's, that's a key. I do think that's a key reason as to one of the problems that we're dealing with as a whole is that we don't have even, you know, Christian or, or even individuals that, that, you know, don't have Christian, but just, just wholesome core values. I mean, we've gotten to the point to where we went from a country as a whole where non-binary wasn't even a thing 10 years ago, five years ago even. And now we're pushing all of these different types of agendas that are just completely not wholesome to our children, 
talking about things like transgenderism and, and, and non-binary and, you know, teaching these children K through third grade. Honestly, DeSantis's bill is great and, and whatnot, but I agree with Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, it, it's not strict enough. It's not harsh enough. I mean, we don't need to be sexualizing our children in schools, period. Um, that's for the parents to talk to their children about and, and, and teachers shouldn't overreach, but we've gotten to a radically just, just dystopian almost, uh, society or societal view where people think this is okay and normal, or at least a very small fringe group does. And they literally are controlling the masses. And, uh, and that's a big problem. You know, that to me, um, I, I said as far as DeSantis bill, it didn't go far enough. It should have went K through 12 because yep. I don't believe no teacher should be speaking to our kids about sex. It's grooming. What they're doing, and, and um, I, I, I'm not allowed, I guess, at liberty. I would say I'm not at liberty to speak about this completely. However, what's going on in the schools right now, and they're using the transgender to, to separate the nuclear family, they're using the transgenderism in all of these questions and these surveys and things of that nature. And they're using SB 868, the Virginia Values Act, to usher in a schools to prostitution pipeline. Mm. They're asking about sex to our kids. Why are you surveying my child about sex? Why are you surveying our child about what's going on in our home? Why are you doing that? Because they're looking for the most vulnerable child. Yeah. They're looking for those children that may not be, you know, getting what they feel they need at home. And so we can give it to you if we know about it. That's what a pimp does. That's what sex trafficking do. I, 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 I deal with a lot in sex trafficking and human trafficking, a lot. And I know the grooming. I know how they groom these kids. And right now it's going on in our schools. And this is satanic, it's Marxist, it's communist. And anyone, and anyone that is promoting this, anyone that's saying voting yes and passing these bills, anyone that's not preaching basic biology from science and not this mixed up biology that there's more than two genders because there isn't, there's only two genders. I actually said it before, Mark Robinson, he, was, he just got a lot more play. But there's only two genders. And anybody preaching that to our kids or trying to groom our kids or indoctrinate our kids or anything other than that is an issue, is a problem, and complicit in what's going on in our schools and also what's going on in our society right now. Yeah, I, 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 I have a, you know, part of me, thinks this is almost a way for sexual predators to have uh, self-affirmation um, because of their their lifestyle and their belief system. And uh, it's almost as if they want, you know, because they're not going to get, uh, you know, affirmation from sane, logical adults, then what's the next thing to do? You get it from the children. And, uh, you know, it, it's trying to normalize something that is obviously not normal uh, it's just evil in an act where you're trying to take innocence away from a child. Um, there's something that, that, that just about that. Yeah. It, it's hard to say it's, it's not an evil or an act of evil to some extent. Definitely. 
And we're we're at war, okay? And and right now we're in an information war, a kinetic war, and a spiritual war. You're right about that. This is a lot of this is spiritual. Yeah. It's satanic. Yeah. And it's satanic. I'm just gonna call it what it is. It's satanic, it's Marxist, it's communist. When you have schools, when you have um, individuals, when you have legislators passing laws that separate or attack the nuclear family and try to erode relationships between parents and their child, that's a problem. That's grooming. And I'm telling you, as we speak now, people that, that may hear this may not understand it right now, but you will come here in a couple months. But they're grooming these kids for to, to normalize pedophilia and to put these kids in pipelines from school. Know how they talk about the um, school to prison pipeline? Mm -hmm. well, this is a whole different pipeline. And, um, and, 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 and there's groups that I'm affiliated with that's working to bring all of this to light. And, and it's shocking what we're finding. Yeah, it's, 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 it's highly, you know, it's, it's more than just concerning. It's scary. I mean, I'm just going to call it like it is. It's scary to, as a parent specifically, to know this type of, you know, these types of agendas are being pushed to our children uh, and we're unaware of so much of it. Right. And the recruiters, they have outside recruiters, but most of, most of the recruiters are inside of the schools. They're yeah. the teachers. They're the teachers. They're the, 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 the counselors. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's the part that, scare, that scares me the most is that these are supposed to qualified individuals. Um, and and they're, they're being vetted, but they're, they're literally not being vetted by the parents. Right, right. They're not. I mean, because here it is, because single single mothers are the biggest target. Kids of single mothers are the biggest target. I would say that. Yeah. Because they have to work and they're looking for babysitters, right? They don't spend a lot of time with any family. I won't even just put on single mothers, but any family that's not spending time with their kids and, and not really focused on on what their kids are learning in school. And, and, you know, they're pretty distant from their kid, right? You know, th these are the kids that are being targeted. Um, and so that we have to stop this, this transgenderism, this SEL learning, this CRT learning, all, all of it is, is together. All of it works together to indoctrinating these kids. And, and, I'm, and, and, and I'm telling you, it's, it's an attack on the nuclear family, and I'm not for it. I, I'm definitely against it. I'm gonna be fighting against it. I'm fighting against any of my opponents that's for it, that's voted for it, that, that you know, and, 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 and I'm gonna bring it to light because it is truly about these kids and truly about um, what's going on, and, and our kids are under attack. Kids yeah. under, and yeah, I, I agree. I don't even have kids in school anymore. So, so let me uh, put that out there: is that you know I I support the parents and these kids 
because I understand the kids are our future. I've been to every one of our school board meetings. I won't say everyone. Let's say 99% of our school board meetings, either, either I've been there in person or, or I spoke online. You know, whether it's CRT, the SDL, whether it's fighting these these books, these English books, these pornography books in our libraries, you know, the SDL, learning the CRT, whatever it is, I've been there on the front lines because I understand what's going on. I understand that, you know, they're trying to take these kids and indoctrinate them earlier than normal because when you indoctrinate them earlier and you start them earlier, they're easier to get. Yeah. And so, and so I'm fighting that. And and I mean, the people, you know, may be upset at me because I'm exposing one of my opponents on her voting record and her votes that for all of this, for all of this. And I'm furious about it because people don't really understand what's going on. They just look at it as, you know, I'm bad-mouthing an opponent. I know I'm not bad-mouthing an opponent. I'm exposing a opponent's voting record and opponent's voting record and who she is because by her voting record, she's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. So, and, that, and, and that's, I think we, I think we need that. I think we need more of that. And, um, you know, it's good that you clarify on that too, because a lot of people don't realize that, you know, a lot of times what happens is, you know, yeah, we, we do have a lot of back and forth banter, but, we also are looking at things that actually matter, like voting records, for example. And, uh, you know, if this voting record, if somebody votes on something that, you know, morally is compromising, then it needs to be shed to light. Right. Absolutely. That's so, what I feel. That's no, the way I, I feel. A hundred percent correct. Well, hey, Jerome, um, before I before I go, was there anything that you wanted to to get out there to let people know? So, understand who you vote for, okay? Understand who the right person is going to be to protect your principles and your values. Yeah. Not, not the person you like, okay? Because a lot of times we vote for our friends, we vote for the person we like, but, you know, if that person is not protecting your values and, and, and if you don't feel that 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 person is going to represent you in the correct manner. Because literally, we we elect our officials because of who we think they are, because of who they tell us they are. And when we hear them, we want them to be as close to us as possible or as close to our principles and values why we put them in office. Not because they have the most money in a race, because that's usually a bad sign, but we put them in office and we vote for them because we feel like that that's the person that's going to represent me in office because we have a representative form of government. And that's why we put them there. So if these people, you look at these people and you hear these people, you know, especially ones that's, that's already been elected and already have a, have a voting record, and if they're not representing you the way that you feel you need to be represented, whether they're your friend, they're your brother, they're your mama, or whatever, then you can't vote for that person because they're not supporting who you are. They're not being true to you. They're just being true to themselves. Yep. And so I just want people to know that, you know, uh, vote and then know who you're going for. And Jerome Bell, you got to vote Chief Bell for um, votechiefbell.com. Actually, is what we have it now. Or Jerome 
bellforcongress.com. Votechiefbell.com is easier. And, and I mean, and if you want to volunteer for the campaign, uh, just look me up. Um, I'm on Facebook. Get with my political director, Kim Short. She's on Facebook, or I'm on every every um, social media that, uh, there is. If you want to donate to the campaign, because money is huge. These campaigns, they, they cost a lot of money, especially when you're going up against the establishment candidate like I am. The, um, the, the establishment Republicans, they want to hold their power, just like the Democrats want to you know, hold on to their power. So the grassroots candidate like myself, the America First candidates like myself, we're only funded by grassroots candidates. And so, and so when, uh, when you think about jumping into or behind a person, I hope you feel that that's me, and I would um, appreciate any donations that you have. No donation is too small, but we just need to be able to stay in the fight, and I appreciate it. Oh, Jerome, I, I thank you very much. I got one more question, and, and I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to answer it. What is a woman? <laughs> <laughs> a woman is a, is a biological female with the XS chromosome, she has a vagina. She has fallopian tubes. She has a uterus. She is able to give birth to a baby, and um, you know, and and, and 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 she probably has breasts. You know, have they can be big, they can be small, but uh, that's biologically a woman. And denser me. and denser pelvic uh, pelvic structure too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your time, Jerome Bell, everybody, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. Okay, thanks, man. Appreciate right, it. Good man. luck. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye bye.